end of the road And it's not the one that you would have chosen When you're at the end of the road And you're holding on But feel like you're falling Cause every option exhausted You try everything you know It's all like and you lost it But there is still Even if you don't see it now, without a doubt, he's already moving. The lot of pain that you hold, he doesn't know, and he isn't using.
I'm really happy in my sanctified soul this morning. And um, I was finishing it up. I was polishing it off because uh, uh, it has something to do with healing, gave me something better. So this part two will become part three or get incorporated into this. I'm not really, really certain. But I want you to right now prepare your hearts. Uh, The devil is going crazy. Little baby Miracle is in the hospital. And uh, we just speak to baby Miracle right now. And we bind up that uh, virus and all viruses, period, germs. Baby Miracle is a baby miracle. And baby miracle, I speak it right now into existence, will continue to grow up to be a baby miracle. And a baby miracle without a feeding tube in the name of Jesus. Uh, Brothers and sisters, I'm going to be doing some healing. And even although I may not be dealing with what you need a healing for, you could get healed. And you can get delivered right on this uh, message this morning. In particular, I'm going to be dealing with cancer, fibromyalgia, and diabetes. Because I have a big, big need for healing in those areas. But I'm telling you, in Paraguay, you're going to be healed today. In America, South Africa, wherever. And prayerfully, I can present it in the name of Jesus in such a way that you can receive it. Because uh, I had a vision yesterday, and then last night I slept in the healing home. And do you know, listen to me, (laughs) some demons had the nerve. See, they don't know me, but they met me last night. Uh, they had the nerve to, to try to be walking around in that healing home. Uh-uh. I looked at them. They looked at me. I remember the vision God showed me earlier, and it was on. Needless to say, they're not there any longer. And brothers and sisters, that's, that's how it's got to be. You know, it should be. That's uh, how it's got to be. So I want to play this song. You prepare your heart for healing. And I'm going to have a prayer. After I do the prayer, I'm going to immediately go into the teaching and the healing message. You know why? Because only Jesus can heal your spirit, your soul, and your body. And, And I'm going to share something with you. You must ever be mindful. Ever be mindful. Saw them demons try to march up in there. And then I saw a big angel march in there. So I knew, I knew, I knew. Prepare your hearts this morning as you listen to the song. Lord, I stand in the midst of a multitude of ghosts from every tribe and tongue. We are your people, 
the God that he lives in. I am the Lord, your healer. I sent my word and heal your disease. I am the Lord, your healer. I am the God that he lets me. I send my word and heal your disease. I am the Lord, your healer. God's name is more powerful than any disease you can name tonight. You might have received a horrible report from the doctors and told you your disease is incurable. But you know what? There's hope tonight. There is hope because God promised that he would heal us. I want you to put his word on your lips tonight. Sing his word back to him. See if his name isn't more powerful than cancer, than heart disease, or any disease that you can name tonight. Oh, yes, he's your healer. Let's sing it to him. You are the God that heals me. Do not want you to let any voice, any spirits 
lied to you this morning. So I want you out your own mouth, out loud in your own atmosphere. Mind up all lying spirits this morning. You do it. I'm going to do my part. God is going to do his part. And if you're going to get anything from God this morning, you're going to do your part. Okay, let's this song is right here. I'm going to tell you something. If you will allow 
God to heal you. He'll heal your children. He will heal your children. He will heal your very circumstances. Because God is not limited. He's not limited. And what a lot of people don't seem to realize is that when God comes and when you come into the presence of God, for real, I'm not talking about this emotional stuff. I mean, when you come into the real presence of God, don't you know everything about you changes? Don't you know that all the circumstances around you begin to change? And the worst thing you can do is to fight God. The absolute worst thing that you can do is to fight him. Because then you you just bring so much misery on yourself and everybody around you has to suffer because of you. It's a it's a horrible thing to fight God. What makes you do that is the devil. Only a fool will fight God. I'm going to pray right now, and then I'm going right into this teaching. I'm going to tell you something. Don't line up with me, but line up with the word of God, and you can be healed today. Eat from the bread of life. Eat from the bread of life. I had to tell somebody yesterday, stop feeding your demons. You feeding them. And they had the nerve to try to eat off of me. I said, whoa. No, devil. Mm-mm. Table with the Lord. You and I can't sup together. No way. Yesterday, I had a vision. Because I'm, I'm going through some pressure, I'm telling you. And people got the nerve to be texting me. You won't return my call. I know you don't want to talk to me. I don't even know you. I'm, I'm in a battle with people fighting for their life. And somebody's going to text me, you didn't return my call. I, a lot of people had time to sit down and gossip, sit down and just talk. Number one, the time you spend in wanting to talk about your problem is the time you need to be on your knees before God. Even like to gossip about people because if, if a person has a problem, you gossiping are doing nothing but feeding into the devil when you need to be going to the person face to face. If the person got the problem, then the person is the only one that God can work to to change the problem. You gossiping about it feeds right into the devil. And then when you got people who can really discern that you're doing that stuff, you wonder why they don't want to be around you, why they just back up from you. Brothers and sisters, the best thing you can do in life is examine yourself. Examine yourself and allow God to examine you and fix you. Gossiping is a is a tool and a work of the devil. That that people who do that are basically cowards. People who rumor monger and and uh, and call, oh I need somebody to talk to talk to Jesus. He's the only one who can fix it. When you put that stuff out in the airways, I know, brothers and sisters, it happens to me. It happened to me. It almost stopped somebody from being healed. Say, you're going to give account of every idle word you ever spoke down here. There are those books in heaven, and it is being recorded. 
and you're going to give account to God. Father God, I come to you today in the name of Jesus. I bow down and worship and praise before you. You are the bread of life. Help us to eat from you, Father God. Help us understand that you're trying to reveal ourselves to us so you can help us. And remove the spirit of ignorance from us. We're such an ignorant people. We might have 80 million degrees, Father God, but ignorance of one word in your word makes us a total mishap, dysfunctional, and a disaster waiting to happen. Father God, today I cover myself and the people on this tagline with the blood of Jesus as our protection. I sprinkle and apply the blood of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of your own Holy Spirit. I surrender myself. And I pray that those on this headline will accept and do likewise, completely and unreservedly in every area of my life and in their lives to you. In the name of Jesus, I personally take a stand against all the workings of Satan that would be a hindrance in my prayer life in the lives of those I pray for and on the headline. And Father God, in the name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ the Messiah, you, God, come in the flesh. I pray that each of them will personally take a stand against all the workings of Satan that would hinder themselves as I am doing personally in and within my very own life and prayer life. In the name of Jesus. I address myself only to the one true and living God, and I refuse any involvement, any integration, any attachment, and any transference of the devil and his cohorts, evil human spirits and witches. He, Lord, used to help me to be a person of faith and a real believer, to realize that your word has brought me to the truth personified in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Let me not bring away my confidence. Let me not cast away my reliance upon your unshakable word, Father God. I ask you to do this by your own Holy Spirit. I ask you to teach me to trust in you more. I ask you to teach me to have more confidence in you and to believe in you even the more. Empower me this morning, Father God. Empower me to show the world that the whole armor of God, Jesus himself, is the armor, is the true and living way that can keep us standing amid the pressures and struggles of this present darkness. I praise this all in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Brothers and sisters, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says, but we are not fighting against people. I'm reading this from the Living Bible because I want it to be very clear. We're not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against persons without bodies. The evil rulers of the unseen world, 
those mighty satanic beings and great evil princes of darkness who rule this world and against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spirit world. This morning, in the power of God's Holy Spirit, I bind the evil rulers of the unseen world. I bind the mighty satanic beings. I bind every great evil prince of darkness who rules this world. I bind those huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spirit world. I bind evil celestial spirits and I bind evil terrestrial spirits. I bind powers of darkness. I bind those unseen things, unseen entities, those wicked spirits. And I renounce all of you. I renounce you in the name of Jesus by the power of God's Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, the Bible says again and again and again, without faith, it is impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Our relationship with the Lord is dependent on it, brothers and sisters. Faith is what brings the things that God has provided for you from the spiritual realm into the physical realm. Hebrews 11.1 brings us into the victory that enables us to overcome the world. Everything does for us is access through faith. Access through faith. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, Paul says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not his grace alone. Because if that were so, then everybody would be saved. Because God's grace has come to all men. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. We have to put faith in God's grace. But the faith that we use isn't our own human faith. This verse that I just read to you says that faith is the gift of God. There is a human faith which is limited to believing only what we can perceive through our five senses. But the supernatural God kind of faith beyond, brothers and sisters, what you can see, what you can taste, what you can hear, smell, and feel. God kind of faith, things which be not as though they already were. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, tells us that we are to be looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. For our faith from human self-reliance and dependence to reliance upon, adherence to, and trust upon our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in every area of our life. Faith, in its simplest definition, is to trust, rely, and to depend upon the resource of another. God's word declares that the object of our faith, Jesus Christ, can never fail 
disappoint us. Love produces faith or is what makes faith work. We naturally trust who we know truly love us. A revelation truly abound in us. So if you're struggling with faith, you have a deficiency in understanding how much God loves you. There's something called spiritual tolerability. This is in in one of my integrated healing prayer books. I think it's volume one and two. Tolerability is the state of being tolerable. There's a demon that's been released from the pit that is waiting to attach itself any believer. And his job is to make any victory of God short-lived in your life. God exhorts you and me, he says, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. He says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, working for the Lord, not men. Too long, brothers and sisters, Christians, rather than pursuing wholeness and fullness and freedom, they have tolerated just being good enough. Just doing enough. When we speak of pursuing holiness here this morning, I'm speaking of pursuing Jesus. Break it down through the words for you. In John chapter 5, verse 2 through 9, it says, Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew term Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole. Was made whole or whatsoever disease he had. It goes on to say, and a certain man was there, which had an infirmity, 30 and 8 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, you see that? Jesus knew that he'd been in that situation a long time. Jesus said unto him what Jesus said, Will thou be made whole? And then Jesus said to that man, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And the Bible says, And immediately the man was made whole. The man was made whole and took up his bed and walked same day was the Sabbath. 
in the book of Acts 9, 32-35, and it came to pass, as Peter passed throughout all the quarters, he came down also to the saints which dwelt at Lydda. And there he found a certain man named Ananias, which had kept his bed eight years and was sick of the palsy. And Peter said unto him, Ananias, Nias, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. Arise and make up that bed. The Bible says, and he arose immediately. And all that dwelt at Lydda and Saron saw him and turned to the Lord. If we see Jesus and his righteousness first wholeheartedly, according to Matthew 5, 48, which says, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. You see, brothers and sisters, your and my, our earthly assignment, come into alignment with the kingdom of God. Jesus is the perfect healer. To you then, what does spiritual tolerability look like? Well, I'm going to share that with you. Spiritual tolerability can sometimes be seen in our daily task when we take on this spirit right here. Okay, I finished that project. I'm making progress, and it's good enough that no one will see the flaws. No one will see that I did a half job because I'm going to hide it. I'm going to cover it up. But brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. You can't cover up nothing from God. He has seen everything that can ever be seen, ever will be seen, and that includes you. When you have that spirit, it's good enough. Nobody's going to notice it. All you're doing is setting yourself up. All Satan is doing is setting you up because Hebrews chapter 4 verse 13 says, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. When the Bible is talking about this here perfection, the Bible is not talking about somebody's uh, OCD, the obsessive compulsive disorder. And the Bible is about, and God is talking about reviewing, refining, and releasing. When we look at the things that we are steward over and the things that God has given us to do, our assignments from heaven, and say, good enough, good enough. Brothers and sisters, you got to say that God has given you to do. You got to be able to say it is good. God said over and over and over in Genesis 1. 
It is good. It is good. I can lay down and go to sleep tonight because I did the best that I could possibly do. And I double-checked it and checked it. I'm making you aware of something that's a hindrance and a trap to so many people. You have put God in a place. (laughs) Almost like I'm talking about in that spiritual tolerability. I have an example in my book that I use. And I say, here are some ways to detect the operation of spiritual tolerability. I'll use migraine headaches as one of many illustrations. Rather than praying and commanding the pain to lead the temple of God's Holy Spirit, migraine headaches become tolerated, even displayed like a banner. Oh, I have migraines. They just knock me out. I have to go in a dark room. I can't sleep. I can't take them. My migraines. And you know what the devil does then? He turns your migraine into a social calling card. Your migraine change your identity from child of God to bearer of affliction. Rather than conversing with somebody about your true identity, hello, I'm a follower of Jesus, the daughter of a king. You know, I've had those migraine headaches for 35 years. The doctor says there's nothing he can do for my fibromyalgia. Wow. My diabetes is, uh, you know, wow. Completely spiritual tolerability says that the words you speak have the power to speak life or death. The word of God says, whose report will you believe over there in Joshua 14, 7, 8? The words that you speak have power to speak life or death, Proverbs 18, 21. And oh my God, I can imagine what goes on in the, uh, the waiting room. Somebody told me one time, the conversations people have, the conversations they have sitting there waiting to talk to the um, oncologist, that's his name. This is the question I got to ask you today. Is cancer the big C or is Christ the big C? I don't have any doubt that the person here is going home healed of cancer. I ain't got no doubt about that. And I I could probably tell you why shortly, maybe. But that's the question. Are God's arms too short to heal cancer? Are God's arms too short to heal a migraine? If if they are, man, we in big trouble. Because there are a reported two million new cases of cancer every year. So healthcare facilities are overflowing with patients who really and honestly and truly should have a sound mind from the Lord. 
I'm not even going to talk about the nearly 20 million Americans suffering with alcoholism or the nearly 40 million adults with HIV AIDS. I'm not even going to talk about the millions of dollars being spent on drugs claiming to heal. They may heal you, but when you read those side effects, they may kill you, including blood pressure, mild heart attacks, and possible death. The Bible says, when the glory of the Lord appeared unto the congregation, in Numbers chapter 16, verse 22, and said, O God, the God of all the spirits of flesh. Again, in Numbers uh, 27, 16, Moses spoke unto the Lord, saying, Let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, looking for that blessed hope and that glorious appearance of the great God of our Savior, Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be looking for true living God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus, who gave himself for us. Jesus, that he might redeem us from all iniquity. Jesus, and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. But to us, us, there's supposed to be one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ. Now look what the Bible says. I'm quoting First Corinthians 8 and 6. One Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. 14 through 20. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Why? That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend, may be able to understand all saints, what is the breadth and length and depth and height? And to know, not guess, not trying to figure out, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Then it goes on to say, and I hear so many people quote it. They don't believe it. They don't believe it. Just words from memory or reading, and they don't, it, it, it ain't even touched their own heart. It ain't doing a thing for them, but they can read it to you. Now, unto him that is able to do, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Now, unto him. Be glory in the church by Christ Jesus 
throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7 says, There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Listen this morning, you. I'm talking to you because I'm already... I wrote this, brothers and sisters, it's in my book. I wrote this 15, 16 years ago. And I've been trying my best to live it. And the devil been trying his best to make me not live it. We can no longer settle for spiritual tolerability. So works with spiritual familiarity and spiritual familiarity seems to latch on to people when we become too lax a days ago in accepting the problems that occur within our own families, our biological families, our church families, our, our marketplace families. Lax a days ago, when we become too apathetic, when we become too careless, when we become too lazy, when we become too flat out relaxed, relaxed in accepting the problems that occur within our own families. All evil spirits, write this down. All evil spirits find it easier to operate within surroundings that they occupy. Seriously enough, they actually desire to be familiar. This statement, ready more easily in familiar surroundings, defines evil, unclean, demonic spirits who don't want things changed on their turf. These devils and demons do not, will fight and resist change on land that they have claimed, on ground that they have stolen back or taken back from you. And when this happens, it leads to stagnation. When this happens, it leads to stagnation. Why, brothers and sisters, the Bible says, the river of life, the river of life is always moving, always flowing. It said, and everything will live where the river goes. Oh, I didn't make that up. That's Ezekiel 47 now. The river of life, always moving, always flowing, and everything will live where the river goes. The flow of a river is impeded. A spirit of death can enter in. You see, the river of God will flow around the obstacles that you allow to sit there. The river of God will flow around the obstacles that you accept and will impart life somewhere else where it's welcome. 
because you might have missed it. I said, this river I'm talking about, if impeded, if it's blocked, if it's uh, um, obstructed or hindered, <clears throat> delayed or hampered, a spirit of death can enter in. That a river of God will simply flow around the obstacles and impart life somewhere else where it's welcome. You see, we know that God was meticulous when building the temple in the Old Testament, which is now us. God paid attention to every elaborate, extraordinary detail. And each Christian examined themselves, praying, and asking Jesus to reveal exactly if any of these obstacles, any of these familiar any of these hindering spirits are operating within them. Sound too. Evil spirits afflict with evil, in case you didn't know. Evil spirits afflict with evil. Evil in religion refers to the bad aspects of the behavior and reasoning of human beings. Those which are deliberately void of a conscience and show a uh, a wanton desire for destruction are classified as evil. Evil is sometimes which could and should be present, the absence of which is a void in what should be. In most cultures, the word evil is used to describe acts, thoughts, and ideas which are thought to either directly or indirectly or causally bring about affliction and death. Evil is the opposite of goodness. Immoral, corrupt, corrupting, inhumane, selfish, and wicked. Morally wrong or bad, immoral, wicked, evil deeds, and evil life. Harmful, injurious, evil laws. Evil, characterized or accompanied by, look at this, misfortune or suffering. Unfortunate disaster. Mark anger, irritability, etc. Evil is considered the force in nature that governs and gives rise to wickedness and sin. The wicked or immoral part of someone or something. The evil one is the devil. All of those characteristics and more. How people cannot see themselves after somebody points it out to them, it's beyond me. And they, some people are so in bondage and so self-serving. They don't even care that Jesus, our Lord and Savior, loves them 
and doesn't want them to have fellowship with devils, demons, evil, unclean spirits, Lucifer, or Satan. God loves us and doesn't want any of that garbage to be occupied or or time-sharing in his temple. For that reason, he tells us, give no place in our soul and body to the devil, idols, demonic influence, and those things within our culture. And he tells us and calls us to war against for every day. If somebody reveals something in you that's evil and operating. But you know what? Let me tell you what they do to me. They fight me like a dog and a cat. They tell me something wrong with me. But I got peace. I got joy. Because I understand one thing. It is that I have this peace, that I have this joy. I remember continually when the devil didn't let me have it. I had a whole lot of money and nothing with it. I had a whole lot of worldly substance and nothing with it. But when Jesus set me free from all that and taught me that it is only in his power and authority that I could drive those things out that had me in the shape I used to be in, could drive those things out of their positions of influence. You see, everything of Satan, Lucifer, the devil, whatever, everything of their work, those work of Satan and his demons, everything of their works includes sickness, inspires false religion, includes strife, includes wars, creating poverty and oppression, includes leading people to torment and eternal, not only eternal hell, but like I had to explain to somebody yesterday, she hell as well, hell on earth. The goal of the devil is to rob spirit-filled believers of their inheritances, plural, in Christ Jesus. That's their goal. And and to get any and every ally that they can on this earth to work with them. You see, I got this ministry. And when this ministry is ministered, freedom, all these powers of darkness is affected. And in many times, this ministry is needed as a precursor for physical healing to be completed. If I would allow spiritual tolerability and spiritual familiarity to survive around me, brothers and sisters, I'm useless for God. And so are you. If you see spiritual tolerability and spiritual familiarity operating within the kingdom of God where they have no right, you're supposed to immediately authority over them and cast them out in Jesus' name. I told you it's harvest time. I forgot to tell you something. You can't prepare for a harvest 
without remembering that judgment begins in the house of the Lord. The whole world is watching, waiting. So many to be believers. Brothers and sisters, John chapter 20, verse 24 through 29. I know you might have to go to work. You might have to catch this on the rebound, but I'm going to finish this this morning. And somebody's going to be healed. John chapter 20, verse 24 through 29. But Thomas, one of the 12 called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. We have seen the Lord. Thomas said unto them, except I shall see it in his hands, the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into the side. What did Thomas say? Just like so many of you, I will not believe. Sad. But that's my my human feeling about it. The Bible says, and after eight days, again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came the supernatural Jesus, being shut, and stood in the midst and said, what did he say? He said, peace be unto you. All you peace breakers on this line, you're sinning. You're sinning with your peace-breaking ways. All the peace breakers around you are sinning against you. Verse 27. Then said he to Thomas, reach hither thy finger and behold my hand. Jesus had to bring peace in that room, told Thomas to do anything before he even gave an instruction. Why? Doubt and unbelief disturbs your peace. And God, whoo, do Jesus be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, reach hither thy finger, and behold my hand, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless any longer but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, look what Thomas said. He acknowledged he was Lord and his God. And Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. Telling Thomas, Thomas, because you have seen me, you believe. But Thomas, you're not going to get the benefit of the real blessing. You're not going to get the benefit of the long-standing blessing. And, 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 and Jesus didn't say nothing about restoring him because of his unbelief and his lack of faith like he did with Peter. Peter, love found me, feed my sheep. Peter, love found me, feed my lamb. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. You see, brothers and sisters, catch this. Walking in the miraculous power of Jesus requires faith in Jesus that requires you to be sure of what you hope for and certain to Jesus of what you do not see. As Hebrews 11.1, Thomas did not believe the other disciples. Seeing the risen Lord, even though Jesus himself had predicted his own resurrection, Jesus exhorted Thomas 
not to limit God with a I have to see it to believe it attitude. It's an attitude. You see, God, if you believe, believer is your creator. You believe, believer can create anything you need. God, if you believe, believer is your healer. God, if you believe, believer can heal any illness you can have. Why? Because everything belongs to God. Why? Because God is truth, and you can count on every promise in his word. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God healed in the Old Testament times. <clears throat> Jesus healed in the New Testament times. And God, Jesus, Holy Spirit heals today, and they will heal tomorrow, and they will heal forever. You limit God. Because when you do, you only limit him for yourself. Because what? He still heals. He still heals. And he's still healing. And he will be healing forever. I think some of you really need to repent. I think some of you really need to ask God for forgiveness. I think some of you need to release those judgments where you done lied on people in your mind, blaming them for your own lack of faith, for your own personal inadequacies in the area of faith. Well, you done lied on. And because they hurt you, you done blamed them for every wrong thing in your life. You got to break those ungodly soul ties that you created through lies. Lying to yourself. Lying about your father. Lying about your mother. Well, let me tell you something. You've been born again. And Mark chapter 7, verse 20 and 23 says, That which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart, murders, theft, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness. The Bible says, all these evil things come from within and defile the man. They come from within, and they defile the woman. Psalm 19. And you see, when, when people run up in my face because of their spiritual intolerability and try to blame me, the devil is a liar. I got my own demon. I got my own. I ain't taking nobody's devil on. Nobody. Because Psalm 19 Verse 12 and 13 says, who can understand his errors? Who can understand their own errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sin. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the grave. For shall make you free. You shall be free indeed. Free from what? Bitterness, anger, guilt. And most importantly, your hatred of yourself. Self-hatred is a killer dealer. And the sad part is the people that have it slander with their tongue. 
they walk around with high levels of stress and anxiety. Why? Because they're afraid. And they want to put that stuff on, on somebody else as trauma, causing them to go into doubt and unbelief. Why? Because they have a limitation on God. Brothers and sisters, hear me this morning. Jesus will not go against your own self-will. Jesus, God, by his Holy Spirit, has given you the right to choose. You can choose life, and you can many times have to choose life for somebody else that you're praying for. The will of too many so-called believers. They're not believers. they open. I hope. We ain't believing. And believing ain't hoping. Brothers and sisters, you're going to have to take your will back from the enemy of your soul. And you're going to have to destroy the sentence of death. Is and was and always will be a lie. Those of you that are sick, and disease this morning, in the name of Jesus, the first thing you're going to have to do, it ain't God's fault. <laughs> you either have a will to live or you have a will to die. You have a will, brothers and sisters, that you're going to will whatever you will. And really, believe me, that's what it's going to be. Because God ain't going to go against your will. Dwelling on sin sickness and death, you're going to die, and it's going to be because of your will. Well, why do you say that, Erica? Because it is always God's will for you to be free from sickness, from disease, and most importantly, from sin, doubt, and unbelief. If you think I might be telling you the truth, and I, I'm, I'm just sharing it with you, I can't make you believe. I ain't even trying. Some of you need to realign your will. And you need to set your will in agreement with the will of God. Some of you need to say, I will live and declare the good works of Jesus. And if you already said, I'm going to live and declare the good works of Jesus, this is where your faith is being tested right now. Well, what you mean, Erica? I mean this. Remember, Satan uses distracting spirits. D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-N-G. Draw your thoughts and your heart away from your Heavenly Father. All this crap the devil be doing? trying to get me in anger, trying to get me down to the level with the unbelievers, brothers and sisters, it ain't going to happen. You see, I sold out a long time ago. I died a long time ago. When I recognized Satan, when I recognized where he was trying to do was continually take me backwards, I told him a long time ago, nope, it ain't going to happen. And he'd been continually Trying to get me to do that every time. Satan knows his place with me. Satan's place with me is under the power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
this morning. Infirmity knows this place with me. As infirmities can know where his power rests in you, or does he know he got something stronger in you called infirmity, cancer, fibromyalgia, or diabetes? All sicknesses carried and born by the hindering spirits of infirmity. Satan uses this spirit of infirmity to draw your attention away from Jesus Christ. Wisdom is finding yourself seeing more and more sickness in you or your loved one every day. I want to give you some advice today. Change your view. Ask Jesus to give you a vision of himself laying his healing hands on your sickness. Ask Jesus to help you change your vision from a negative, evil one to a one infilled and overflowing with his love and his joy. Jesus, to lay his hands over your body where the sickness is. And then you, as an act of your will, see and receive Jesus' miracle working power moving the cancer cells, moving the sickness right out of your body. See Jesus' miracle working power healing the diabetes, healing the fibromyalgia, changing your bad attitude into the joy of the Lord. Watch Jesus work with his holy and clean blood cells. Go throughout the body, your body, or the body of your loved one. Watch Jesus' hands cover them with his cleansing blood. Watch visualize this picture. Ask Jesus. Ask him. Ask him to open the eyes of your heart, to remove that stone that's in your heart. I'm talking about ask Jesus to open the eyes of your heart so you can see him any longer. Don't think you can just pop down my way after him and it's there. No. You got to wait for his bringing it to you. But then don't use that for a lazy excuse. You have to contend for the faith. And then you'll see and look only at what Jesus is doing. You'll stop looking at all that negative stuff. You'll stop looking at the cancer. You'll stop looking at the fibromyalgia. You'll stop looking at the diabetes. You'll stop looking at your baby laying there sick. You'll stop looking at any other sickness any longer. And doubt will shrivel up, wither up, and die and get out of you. Well, doubt, yeah, doubt have a voice. Will God answer my prayers? Yeah. Is it God's will to heal my wife, my husband? What will people say if they hear me praying out loud for spirits to go in this house? If messages, they're from the spirit of doubt. Dismiss them. Dismiss them. Immediately from your thoughts. 
I told you. Jesus talked to everything. You have to tell doubt, go in Jesus' name. And you got to speak these words out loud until they flee from your thoughts and from out of your soul. Doubt always reappear. And when it does, you know where it's coming from. You know it's coming from the devil. You know it. Why? Are you continually giving the devil the authority that God has given you in Jesus' name to cast these spirits down immediately and command them to go? Brothers and sisters, they cause you unrest. They cause you confusion. They cause you to be disoriented, anxiety. And these hindering spirits of unrest. And these hindering spirits of unrest cause you to fall out of balance in your relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They cause you to create disharmony in your family, disharmony in your workplace, disharmony in your spiritual environment. That's why God tells you, cast your cares and burdens upon him. And when you do this in, in, in obedience. But see, the devil got some of you so rebellious. The devil, the devil got some of you so against Christ. Finding yourself restless and unable to sleep, unable to speak out loud and command that these spirits go. And when you do, and when you do, they don't do nothing. They ain't going to move. Because they don't have to move on anything commingled with any spirits of their own selves, the devil. The Bible says a house divided can't stand. So if you think you could talk to a devil and the devil gonna move and half of your conversation is built on the spirit of fear, half of it is built on spirits of doubt, and the little faith you get brothers and sisters that now them demons ain't going nowhere. 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 What? You you you've done it. You have tried it. It ain't worked. Stop being ignorant and changed. Ignorance is a spirit. Cast it out of yourself. Jesus is warrior angel. And they begin to bind the arms and the legs of these spirits. They begin to carry these. Antichrist spirits away from your midst. The devil loves to darken your world with distracting thoughts, making you blind. You know what a distracting spirit is? Any infirmity is a distracting spirit. Doubt is a distracting spirit. Blindness is a distracting, unrest, anxiety. So you know fear is. And each of these spirits do their best to snuff out parts of your life, a little or a big chunk. It don't make them no difference. As long as they can cause you to turn a blind eye away from the goodness of God and the promises of Jesus, as long as they can divert your attention to the things that Satan is bringing into your midst. I'm going to tell you the good news. 
the good news is this. Put this in your memory bank. And don't ever forget it. Jesus Christ took on all that Satan could offer. He took them all on. He took on every demon, every foul spirit, every unclean spirit, every sickness, every disease, and conquered them all. He conquered them all. Hey, he conquered them all on the cross, putting all of them under his feet. You see, brothers and sisters, Satan knows his place, which is under the power of Jesus Christ. And as a believer in Jesus, you have the conquering power through God's Holy Spirit to speak against Satan and all his distracting and hindering spirits. And, the, and you don't have no right to ask nobody to do that because Jesus already did it. You don't have a right to ask nobody else to take on their back what Jesus already took on his back. It's wrong. And if you don't start filling your thoughts and your prayers with the things of Jesus, if you don't do it, I guarantee you Satan is glad to occupy that space. Glad one of his demons in that space. Satan must obey any word spoken out of the mouth of a real believer in Jesus' name. I know this. So when I tell somebody, go to Jesus, take it to Jesus, I know what I'm saying. Same problem, calling Jesus a liar. They're saying that the power of God is ineffective, inoperable. It's a lie. Take from the mouth of the Antichrist. See? So many of you are looking through the eyes of the flesh. And you need to fix the eyes of your heart. You need to fix the eyes of your understanding on Jesus. And then you can watch what Jesus, hallelujah, the almighty God, your Lord and Savior. You can watch Jesus work. You can watch what Jesus does as you speak. Passionate about this. All you cancer victims this morning, pre-on, in the name of Jesus, I command you to die any medicine that has allowed any demonic spirit to enter into any body or soul, including high blood pressure, hypertension, diabetes, fibromyalgia, in the name of Jesus, I command your body to line up with the word of God. Go! See Christ's spirit. Go! This morning. Cancer. Fibromyalgia, diabetes. Representation of faith. And the Lord God rebukes you this morning. Go! Cancer, 
fibromyalgia and diabetes in the name of Jesus. Cancer, fibromyalgia and diabetes. You are Satan coming to people in a spiritual form. The Lord God rebuked you this morning. So, yeah, you are Satan coming to people in a lie because the covenant annulled. The Lord God rebuked you this morning. So, cancer, fibromyalgia, and diabetes. You have come to steal from the people of God this morning. The Lord God rebuke you. Go! Cancer, fibromyalgia, diabetes. You have come to steal, kill, and destroy this morning. The Lord God rebuke you. Go! Get out. Cancer, fibromyalgia, and diabetes. You have come to destroy that man. You have come to destroy that woman. The Lord God rebuke you. All sickness, baby, the temple of God, get up. Go in Jesus' name. Unrest that came from Satan. Go in Jesus' name. Doubt and unbelief. That came from Satan. Go in Jesus' name. Confusion. Pain. I bind you up and renounce you. Along with all these other spirits. Pain that came from Satan. Get out of that body. Go in Jesus' name. I command. All the seeds, the root, the work, the act, and the deed of cancer, fibromyalgia, and diabetes. In Jesus' name, oh, Jeremiah 5, 21 says, Hear now this, O foolish people, and without understanding, which have eyes and see not, which have ears and hear not. He is speaking of foolish people, and that is not us, brothers and sisters. We have understanding. Eyes of our understanding are being enlightened by God's Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You gotta understand it with the eyes of your heart. The eyes of your heart. Jesus is trying to deliver you from cancer, from fibromyalgia, from diabetes. Jesus is trying to substitute any and all unhealthy blood within you with his redeeming blood. You got to see it with the eyes of your heart. You got to receive it with the eyes of faith, delivering you from the unrest of cancer, from the unrest of fibromyalgia, from the unrest of diabetes, 
Jesus is overcoming peace. With the eyes of your heart. With the eyes of your understanding. All those spirits of confusion. Disorientation and anxiety. You got to see Jesus filling you. And your loved ones. You got to see it. Jesus covering you. With his protective angels watching over you. And Jesus freely administering his healing to you. You got to see it with the eyes of your heart. You got to see it and receive it through your own understanding. Jesus delivered you from all that pain and sickness that came in with that cancer, with that fibromyalgia, and with that diabetes. You got to see it. You got to see Jesus exchanging all that sickness, all that disease with his comfort and his love. You got to see it and receive it. With your, to receive it through your heart. You got to receive complete restoration of every organ and every bone in your body. In the name of Jesus, you got to refuse to look at the things of Satan any longer. Instead, brothers and sisters, you got to fix the eyes of your heart upon Jesus. You got to see Jesus of what he is doing in you and through you. The covenant with death has been disannulled, destroyed. You got to come into agreement with the resurrection life of Jesus. You got to tell yourself, I will live and not die. The power of death has been stripped. Stripped from that cancer, from that fibromyalgia, from that diabetes, from that heart disease, from that high blood pressure. And I will continuously be fed by the word of God and I, until I see the complete, final, physical manifestation come into my body, come into my presence, and all the distracting spirits go. I believe, and I'm going to keep on believing in my Father God who loves me and my family. Fibromyalgia, diabetes, sickness, disease, you have been renounced, and I personally abandon you up in preparation for you to go in Jesus' name. In the name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who came in the flesh, I bad rebuke, destroy the strongholds of cancer, fibromyalgia, and diabetes. And I command the spirits of cancer, fibromyalgia, and diabetes. Go! I break and destroy the power of cancer, fibromyalgia, diabetes, and all sickness and disease. Go! Right now. Get off these people. Fibromyalgia, disease, sickness. You're being destroyed, obliterated, annihilated by Jesus. Get out. Go! I'm right now destroying the power of the spirit of bondage that works with sickness, disease, cancer, fibromyalgia, and diabetes. In Jesus' name, go! In Jesus' name, I break the power of every stronghold and supporting spirits of fear, 
that work with sickness, disease, that work with cancer, that work with fibromyalgia and diabetes. Go! In the name of Jesus, I destroy the power of the spirits of fear that works with the spirits of cancer, sickness, disease, fibromyalgia, and diabetes. In Jesus' name, go! In the name of Jesus, I break and destroy every stronghold of cancer, fibromyalgia, diabetes, sickness, disease. Go! In the name of Jesus, I destroy every supporting spirit of sickness, disease, destroying the spirits of infirmity that work with the spirits of fibromyalgia and diabetes. Go! In Jesus' name, right now. Right now. I command every cancer cell to wither up and die right now. Go! In the name of Jesus, I destroy the seed, the fruit, the seed, the root, the in the name of Jesus, I destroy the seed, the fruit, the root, the work, and the cells of all cancer cells, of all cells that have clumped together working and, and causing people to be brought into bondage to fibromyalgia. I command that be to stop running through the body. In the name of Jesus, go! Right now, I command the bone marrow within the body to produce pure, healthy blood. In the name of Jesus, I command healing to all organs and tissues that have been affected or afflicted within any body. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak, I command restoration or new body parts where necessary. Anything and everything that needs to be recreated and restored. That sickness, disease, cancer, fibromyalgia, diabetes, heart disease, uh, uh, and hypertension has weakened or wrecked. Be made new. Be healed. And anything and everything that needs to be recreated and restored, be resurrected by the resurrection power of God's Holy Spirit. And I command you to be healed right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus, I command the body defensive killer cells to multiply all cells. And do what you're supposed to do according to God's perfect plan for the restoration, healing, deliverance, and wholeness to be, distor- to be restored to every human body under the sound of my voice. In the name of Jesus, I declare and decree health and a healthy environment in these bodies. And I pray by the power of God's own Holy Spirit that from this moment on, they will fix their eyes on you and watch what you're doing and do likewise. I thank you this morning, Father God. I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you praise. You always answer my prayer. I will believe in my Father God, his son Jesus, and God's Holy Spirit, who loves you and me, your family, and my family. This day I declare and decree that I will forever give God all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory that is due him for the rest of my day. Be healed, be healthy, and be alive today. I love you, brothers and sisters, but one thing for sure, God loves you more, and he keeps on blessing you every day. Receive it in Jesus' name. This is a song that my father-in-law wrote. The title of the song is You Keep All Blessed to Me. Oh, yeah. 
over and over again. Come on, over and over. Here we go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on.